0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all over the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. We have a whole bunch of callers on hold. It's always fun to see what their questions are, see where they're calling from, and even more fun to see what Spirit has to say as an answer. And I hope you're all getting ready for a Memorial Day weekend here in the U.S., those of you that are abroad. We have a a holiday weekend coming up. And Tim and I will be at a wedding. One of my sorority girls that graduated, gosh, about seven years ago from Bama is getting married. And so we get to go to her wedding this weekend, which will be fun. And then the following day, we're going to go to a graduation party. Another friend's daughter's graduating from high school. So we're going to be whooping it up this weekend. I hope you have fun plans as well. Let's go to the phones and our first caller's Janine. Hi, Janine. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm doing good
2: tonight. Thank you. Terrific. Where are you it. located?
0: Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. All right. Terrific. A well, fun welcome. State. That's right. Got a question for me?
2: Yeah, I do. I'm having some issues with um, both knees and my lower back, and um, I was wondering if you can see anything there or help me with it. And If you only have time for one or the other, I totally understand.
0: I'm not going to do just one knee and leave the other one hurting. We want you to be balanced. <laughs> oh. that's, I, that's what I'm longing for. I'm longing for balance in my life. Oh, my gosh. Well, you came to the right place. We got all kinds of tricks. Do you have pain in your knees and your back? Is that what's going on, Janine?
2: I do. I do. Some of it's okay. consistent, some comes and goes. Some feels like aches, some feels like shooting pain. It's oh intense.
0: Okay. So what I'm going to do for those of you that are first-time listeners is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. Now, remember, I'm a businesswoman and an inventor that learned how to do woo-woo, and I'm a buffet of psychicness. So what I do is I, I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. I'm going to watch a laser beam, Janine, come from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama. It's going to hook into you in Florida. And then I'm going to have a hologram of you in my mind's eye. And the energy, I'm going to envision shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head. The energy is going to go where it's most needed first. So it may go to one knee or the other. It may go to your back. I don't know. We'll see as soon as it identifies something, as soon as it locks on something, kind of like a pilot, fighter pilot, what's going to happen is there will be an energetic healing that will begin. Now that can take, a lot of different forms. Something can be added, something can be removed. I watch procedures all the time that emulate what I saw in operating rooms for decades. I'm an inventor of surgical devices sold throughout the world. Sometimes I see healings that utilize methodologies and devices that haven't been invented yet. And regardless of what I'm seeing in my mind's eye, Janine, I'm going to be very descriptive with you because if you can envision what I'm seeing... It's going to help integrate the healing into your body because the body's always going to follow what the brain's showing it, even if the brain doesn't believe it to be true. So that's what we're going to do. I always like to give a little bit of a, a description of what we're what you got yourself into here when you call in. I figured hey, you I, know you already knew because you've listened to the show, no doubt, and you're familiar with I it. Have. So here we go. <laughs> here comes my time. laser beam. Thank you. You bet. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama. heading down to Florida. All right. Got you. Shooting energies. Going to your left knee first. It looks very inflamed, Janine. Inflammation looks like red fog on body parts to me. Looks to me like you have a torn meniscus in that knee. Have you gotten that, an MRI on that? Has a doctor told you that? did.
2: I did, and it is partially torn on my left
0: knee. Yeah. Okay. It looks like a flap. If if you imagine if you cut like a V into a piece of fabric and the, the pointy part of the V can, can, depending on how you move your knee, it can be kind of flipped up and that's when it hurts really badly. So what I'm doing, Janine, is I'm using stem cell energy on that flap, on that little V, that's the torn meniscus. And stem cell energy looks like a light amber colored gel, has sparkles in it, because it's woo-woo, got to have sparkles. And it has a watery consistency to it. For those of us of a certain age, it reminds me of Dippity-Doo hair gel, right in the 60s and 70s. And what's happening is that's being slathered on that torn meniscus. This is going to regenerate that meniscal tissue, and it's going to hopefully help your pain. It's going to help it heal. So, there's a little vortex that's spinning above it. That's fixing it. All right. Let me go over to the other knee and see what's going on there. The other knee looks like bone on bone to me. Have you had an orthopedist tell you that?
2: i I not quite bone on bone, but almost,
0: yeah, all right. I'm seeing it's bone almost, on bone almost which that, that. means. Yeah. That means that you're probably eventually going to be a candidate for a new knee, which is just a remarkable surgery. I've invented devices that help with total knee surgery, so I've been in a bunch of them. So what I'm going to do in the short run, Janine, is I'm going to inject some stem cell energy into that joint, and it's going to give you some padding between... The ball, you know, if you look at a knee, a knee socket, and then there's a ball in there, so it'll it'll give it some padding to help alleviate some of the pain. My guess is your left knee hurts more just because that's where the energy went first. Is that the case?
2: That that's correct. That's correct. And you know, you very well could be. I, I would think you're right on the bone on bone because my last MRI on my right knee was like. 2019, 2020. So it's been a couple of years. So I could be at a okay. point on bone on bone on the right. But yeah, okay. the left knee is more challenging now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: When you get to the point, they say when you get to the point where you can't stand the pain anymore, get your knee fixed, get your get a new knee. Don't wait that long. There's no reason to suffer. Technology is fantastic. The recovery is fantastic. They do the surgery. They get you up, walk in the afternoon of the surgery. So that's what's going on. All right, let me go to your back. You've got a bulging disc, left side, low back. So what I'm doing, and I don't know if that's hurting more on the left side, that's where the energy went. What I'm doing is I'm propping up your vertebrae in your low back on the left side. And imagine a spacer that a tile mason uses to lay tile before they put the grout down. That's what I see in there, and then I push the disc back in, and I say, "I." It's spirit working through me and with me, to help facilitate healing. And then there's this really fine netting, Janine, that's being applied, and it reminds me of the the fish net that we would use to get a goldfish out of a bowl, out of a fish bowl. You know that really fine netting. That gets installed from the upper to the lower vertebrae, and so it'll keep that disc in place. Now I just watched an energetic chiropractic adjustment happen. You're a bit of a twisted sister, And no wonder your both knees hurt and your back hurts. I mean, my goodness, you're like a walking orthopedic experiment. So hopefully this will help.
2: Thank you. And I'm so glad you brought up the fact that I shouldn't wait that long uh, as far as like the knee replacement and all the advancements they've had, because I definitely have fear around that. And um, just by you saying that to me is helpful to me. And, you know, I'm kind of watching my grandkids. grandkids.
0: Yeah, my husband had both knees done and they had him up walking like, God, three hours after surgery. He was walking the halls with a walker. It's fantastic. It's just amazing.
2: Yeah, that, that is pretty um,
0: miraculous.
2: So I'm yes. I'm going to go with faith over fear and heed your advice there and do that before it's
0: too late. Okay. I hope that you feel better.
2: Painful. Thanks. Alrighty. Thanks so much, Julie. I appreciate you taking my call and your time.
0: You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. All righty. Let's go to Lisa next. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. I sure can. Where are you located?
3: I'm in Staten Island, New York. Okay. Terrific. Got a question for me? Yeah. I'm going to try to ask it without crying. Um, I was a nurse and um, I kind of lost my health about six years ago. And um I ended up with a lot of immune issues and I went into seps- sepsis um from a pregnancy and then um after that it was just one thing after another my immune system and um I had was exposed to mold and I got Lyme and it just escalated and it was like a domino effect. And I'm
0: pretty sick now. Um, I'm a mom. I haven't been able to at least take care of my daughter. and Lisa, I'm going to hold you over for the break. When we come back, we'll find out how we can help Lisa. So stay with us, everybody. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show, and we'll be right back. the break we were talking with Lisa on Staten Island so Lisa sounds like you've had a rough few years my girl
3: yeah um, I'm in the hospital actually now and um, I just wanted to see if I'm yeah I'm having a lot of issues with my breathing um, and um, infection wise and I, I just wanted to see if you could just see what's going on, if there's an maybe there's an infection causing this, if it's something you know, what's causing this with my breathing, my lungs. I mean, I'm not in I'm not in denial about how sick I am. Um, I don't know if I'm in like, you know, one of the stages that you discussed. I just really wanna just honestly know what you know, what you see and if there's anything that I could do at this point.
0: Yeah, let me get you on my radar. Here we go. Here comes my laser beam from sweet home, Alabama, heading up to you in New York. All right, got you. Well, your spirit's in your body, so you're not dying at the moment, but huge, huge, huge inflammation. Inflammation looks like red fog on body parts. Your whole body's covered. So, what I'm doing is I'm putting antibiotic energy on there. To get it calmed down, first of all, anti-inflammatory energy was applied, Lisa. That, that's kind of a royal blue color, the color that's inside a refreezable ice pack. So imagine that energy is on top of it. And you have a huge bacterial infection. Have they told you that you have sepsis again?
3: No, and I think I do.
0: You do. I and agree. And they're not sending me in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Are, do they have you on IV antibiotics? No. I don't know
3: if I need IV antibiotics or IV antifungals.
0: You need a, You need IV antibiotics. And there's a doctor named Paul Merrick, M-A-R-I-K, Dr. Paul Merrick. He's where, a critical care specialist. This,
3: Say that again. Where is this coming from? Because they're not, I'm sorry, they're not listening to me in the hospital. Like, okay. where is the sepsis
0: originating from? Do you... I don't know, but we'll get to that in a second. But it's really important that you write down okay. Paul Merrick, M-A-R-I-K, and Dr. Paul Merrick. R-I-K? M-A-R-I-K. He is at the Eastern Virginia University. University of Eastern Virginia, I think, medical school. If you just Google Paul Merrick, you'll find all kinds of information on him. He has a protocol for sepsis that cures like 99% of sepsis. And he does a combination of vitamin C, vitamin B, thiamine, and steroids, all cheap stuff, stuff that every hospital has. He does that with IVs. Does it with antibiotics. That protocol is online. You want to get your doctors to do that for you. Okay. You've got sepsis. You yeah. just tell them. I want you to use this protocol. I want you to use Dr. Merrick's protocol. Tell yeah. them you want the infectious diseases guy. think you're, guy. They think you want you're the crazy. In- I'm telling them I'm yeah. Ste-
3: yeah. you Yeah. I'm trying to tell them I feel like I'm stuffed
0: you are septic, and you want to have the um, you want to have the infectious disease doctor to come visit you. Tell them you want to talk to the infectious disease doctor, and tell them you want to use Dr. Merrick's protocol. It, he the the sepsis recovery rate is pretty low in hospitals. Dr. Merrick's is almost 100 percent, and more right. and more hospitals I'm, are starting I'm to implement it. Yeah. So Dr. Sorry, Merrick.
3: I'm just very nervous. I'm trying to tell them that I feel like I'm septic. Is there a specific test I could ask for? Because based on my um based on just the blood pressure, they're not they're not doing anything, you know. They're just looking at my blood pressure and my heart rate's very high. And I'm trying to tell them I feel septic. Is there a certain test I could ask for or if there are a certain infection, I can tell them to look for, please, Julie, because Julie, I already told them several times and they're not listening to me.
0: Yeah. Well, I think get the infectious disease doctor in and talk with them. And and then if they don't help you, then transfer to a different hospital that will. That would be my suggestion. I've put antibiotic energy onto you and hopefully that will help in the short run. But you, you got to get somebody to listen to you. What I'm seeing is you look septic to me. So I hope that helps. I think it's antibiotic or antifungal? Antibiotic. And I need to but run to my next guest. So get somebody to get the infectious disease doctor in. Have them look at Dr. Merrick's protocol. And I believe that will help. Good luck with all of that. My gosh, that's so hard. And it's, it, hopefully you can have somebody who can be an advocate for you. Maybe a, a spouse or a parent or a sibling or somebody like that. Sometimes when we're in the hospital and we're really sick, we need somebody who's going to advocate on our behalf. So, Lisa, I hope that helps. All righty. Let's go to Eve. Hi, Eve. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm well. How are you?
2: I'm okay. I have a um, question regarding tremor. Three years ago... Okay tremor in my foot. I had a whole bunch of testing done with two neurologists, went to a neurologist and was referred to an orthopedist who said it was my neck. I went to New York and they said that there was a problem with my neck but it wasn't anything that needed to be addressed immediately. This past July I was at the gym and all of a sudden I had a tremor in my right hand like a rapid tremor. Now I have my foot and my hand. I've had, right away, I thought I had Parkinson's. I had um, gone to another neurologist. They did a series of tests. Everything came up fine. Um, I don't have Parkinson's, but I have this tremor, and I'm wondering if you could help me.
0: It's in my right yeah, hand. Where, where are you located, Eve? I'm in West Palm Beach. Okay. Or, All right. Okay. Let me get you on my radar. We'll see what's going on. And uh, see what I can figure out. So they have told you that you don't, don't have, have Parkinson's. Okay. All right. I'm going to hold you over for the break, Eve. And when I come back, we'll we'll see what what we can do to help. Stay with us, everybody. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. When we come back, see what's going on with Miss Eve.
1: Hey, it's JT and Leanne. Join us for the Heart and Home Radio Show, brought to you by Exit Realty. Sundays at 11 on Smart Talk, WCGO, AM and FM.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Before the break, we were talking with Eve down in West Palm Beach, Florida. Eve, you were saying that you're having some tremors, your foot and your hand. Are they on the same side?
2: Yes, they are on the same okay. side, and I should also let you know that I did address my neck in this past November. I had a cervical spinal fusion, and it didn't reduce the tremor.
0: So. Okay. All right. What I did was I checked on you over the break, and I, I was up in your brain. Brain matter, my analogies sometimes are really funny, but they're just to give us a frame of reference for this woo-woo stuff that we're doing because we don't have a human frame of reference for it. So brain matter looks like thick oatmeal, really thick cooked oatmeal. Kind of you get in a buffet in a restaurant. I haven't been able to copy that at home in my kitchen, but I love eating it if I'm in a restaurant. So the cooked oatmeal neural pathways look like laser beams that crisscross a room in a museum that are part of the security system that's guarding artifacts and paintings and statuary. Some of your neural pathways were occluded with some scar tissue. I don't know if you've been in an accident or you're an, you're an athlete or... If you've fallen or what's happened, but I saw some scar tissue. So I removed it. I used stem cell energy to regenerate it. That lit up the neural pathways. When I asked, do you have Parkinson's, I'm getting a yes on that. And, uh, and so you know, I, had, oh, I, had, I had the that um, test,
2: which is that everything came back normal.
0: hmm Yeah. Well, like I said, when I asked Spirit if you have Parkinson's, I got a yes. So there is a doctor in your area in South Florida. I follow him. I read his research. I'm a big fan. His name's David Perlmutter. Let me spell it for you. Do you have a pen handy? Yes, I do. Okay. It's David, D-E-R-L-M-U-T-T-E-R. Dr. David Perlmutter. He's a neurologist and I would see if you can get in to see him. He's a New York Times best-selling author. He he's very much on the cutting edge of research and I've I've learned a lot from reading his books and listening to him and I believe that he if I was in your shoes or somebody I loved was I would even fly in to go see him. That's how much I believe in him. And I believe he's in South Florida. I want to say he's in Lauderdale or maybe Miami, but he's he shouldn't be very far from you. Probably. Okay? Okay. So I hope that helps. In the meantime, I hope that healing helps and helps with the tremors. He talks a lot about with his patients that have tremors, he uses glutathione IVs. And if you look him up on YouTube, Eve, look up David Perlmutter Parkinson's, and he will show you a patient that has Parkinson's and their tremors and how they're having trouble walking. And then he'll show you that patient after they've gotten a glutathione IV. And it's remarkable night and day difference. So you may want to do that in the short run. Just look up David Perlmutter MD on YouTube and see if that helps and hopefully in the meantime the healing that I did during the break will help as well all right okay you You Um, bet thanks for calling bye-bye all righty let's go to Luis next hi Luis hi Luis are you there hello hi Luis Hi. How are you, sir? How you Hi, doing?
4: Julie.
0: Good, and you? Good. Terrific, thanks. Where are you located?
4: Uh, little Rock, near, by uh, Pando, California, next to it.
0: Okay, terrific. So we're going from sea to shining sea, from Florida to California here. You got a question for me, Luis?
4: Yes, sure. Uh, I got a question to see if you can... Uh, what's my dad passed away like seven to the eight years ago mm-hmm. and see if he got any message for me or how is he doing like because we meet missing yeah. a lot he yeah. died in Mexico and we never went to the funeral and you know
0: all that absolutely how this works and do you talk to him now Luis do you find yourself having a conversation with your dad or mm-hmm. saying things to him and You feel like you get an
4: answer? Sometimes I got, sometimes I got like dreams. Yeah, you know, night dreams and everything. But yeah, that's all.
0: A lot of times, our deceased loved ones will come to us in our dreams because that's the only time that our brains are still. We're so busy during the day, and if we have some free time, what do we do? And we're on the computer, we're on our phones. So oftentimes that's the only time that spirit can communicate with us is when we're asleep for a while, and then they communicate in dreams. What was your dad's name, Luis?
4: Right. Luis Castro.
0: Oh, he was Luis too? Your name for him?
4: Yeah. My name is Jose Luis. And his name is only Luis.
0: Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, he's standing right next to you. I've already connected to you. And our heads are big satellite dishes, Louise. They receive and transmit frequencies. Every spirit has a frequency they keep throughout all of their lifetimes. So in order to get in touch with him, all you have to do is think of him. And that tunes your satellite dish head to his frequency. It's kind of like you choose a radio station or a satellite TV station and it tunes your receiver to that station. It's the same concept. Also, when you say something to him, either in your head or aloud, he's going to answer you and it's going to come in. It's going to feel like it's a thought in your head. How you know it's him is it's going to come in instantly within a second or even sometimes it'll come in before you've thought the thought all the way. Like, you're thinking something to ask him, and you're already getting an answer. That's because time doesn't exist in the spirit world. Time is a human creation. So he's already got your question, and he's he's answering you back. Did you have a question for him, Luis?
4: Uh, I mean, not really. Like, that. I, I want to know if he has any message, like, you know, any message for, to me or my brothers so, or, you know.
0: Yeah. Do you have a son? Do you have a son?
4: Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I got a little little boy.
0: He's talking about that your son can see him, and he's talking about that it would be good if you spent more time with your son. Do you work a lot and you don't get time to spend with your son?
4: I mean, yes, I I work a lot, Monday to, to Saturday or Friday, and then I got a boy and girl, my two, my daughter and my son. And yeah, I spend I spend you know much I can.
0: Yeah, he's talking about your son um, would really benefit from you spending some more time with him. So I know okay. it's hard when. How How old is your son and how old is your daughter?
4: Four, four and five. My My okay. son is yeah. four. My daughter is five.
0: Yeah. So do okay. do do daddy son activities he's talking about. Is your son into trains? Does your son like trains? No. Okay. He's talking about trains. And he's talking about get him a train set and then take him someplace where he can see a real train. Like either, you know, a train yard or be in the car and watch a train go by. There's something to do with trains. Something Something to do with a train.
4: So So how can I receive any, uh, any sign from my dad?
0: Are you receiving any signs from your dad?
4: No, that's what I'm asking if you can connect it to him and ask for any sign or anything.
0: Yeah. He's saying, look for the, look for three sevens in a row, seven, 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 maybe on a license plate, maybe in a phone number, maybe the time on a clock. And it may be in the middle of other numbers, like two, three, seven, 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 two, three or something. He's saying, whenever you see that three sevens together, that you'll know that's a sign from him. And seven in Bible numbers means spiritual perfection. And if you add three sevens together in numerology, you get what? 21. Two plus one is three. Three is the trinity. So that's spiritual perfection as well. So that's what he's saying. I hope that helps. Take your son, do something with trains, Uh, play trains with him. That's what he's saying. I hope that helps. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. All righty. Let's go to Diana next. Hi, Diana.
5: Hi, Diana.
0: There you are. Hi, girl. Hi. How are you? How are you? Terrific. Thanks. Where are you located? Indiana. Okay. Great. You got a question for me?
2: Yes. I'm out on the same one as the other man just left. My husband passed away, as you know. You talk to a lot of people, so you might not remember. But could you tell me who came for him when he left or how he left?
0: Sure. What's his name, Diana?
2: The people around the bed. Willie.
0: Yeah. What, what's his name?
2: Willie. W-I-L-L-I-E.
0: I do remember talking to you and to Willie. Absolutely. I do remember mm-hmm. that. All right. I'm going to hold you over for the break and we'll talk to Willie when we get back. So... Hang in there with me. Everybody, we'll see what Willie has to say when we come back. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show, so stay with us. us have busy lives and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one, it's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. Minerals plural, dot com and use the code Julie Ryan altogether no space at checkout and you'll get 20% off your order. That's beam minerals B E A M minerals.com and use Julie Ryan at checkout and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. Welcome back, everybody. Before the break, we were talking with Diana in Indiana. That sounds like a song, Diana from Indiana. <laughs> I don't know about that. But Diana, your husband, Willie, passed how long ago? October of 2020. 2020, of so so recently, really. Okay. All right. How are you doing, first of all? How are you holding up?
2: I'm not. That's why I call you every Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness! We have been together 55 years and been married 52 and was together 55. Oh gosh! In a year, I just passed one day
0: and none of it. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Did you read my book, Angelic Attendance, yet? What really happens as we transition from this life to the next? No, that's the reason. That's what I was asking you, more or less. Okay. Uh If you go on my website, com, and you click on the 12 Phases of Transition button, There's a there are illustrations of what we all go through as we're dying, how we're surrounded by angels and deceased loved ones and the spirits of deceased pets. So I talked to Willie on the break just to get some information just for time's sake. And and he was so cute because the first thing that he said was he said, oh, my God, the angels were so big. He said he couldn't believe how big the angels were. And uh So that was cute. He was surrounded by angels. His parents were there. Does he have a sister that preceded him in death? Yes. Okay, he was talking about his sister was there as well. We're surrounded by our family members. He he had a bunch of dogs there. And the thing that cracked me up the most, Diana, was did he have a motorcycle or was he fascinated with Harley-Davidson's or something? He had these biker guys with, like, leather outfits on and their helmet. They they looked like they belonged to a Harley motorcycle club or some kind of motorcycle club. Was he into motorcycles? <laughs>
2: No, he was afraid to ride and We always wanted one, but he was afraid. Okay. Well
0: okay. <laughs> that was so <laughs> funny. I was cracking up when I saw them. I'm like, Oh my God, this looks like the biker club You know, you'll be driving down the highway and there'll be all these guys in leather and and um They'll be going by with the Harleys. And and so there were a bunch of Harley guys there. I don't know if he knew them or they just were around him because he was interested in it. But I knew that there was some connection there. So if you go on my website, if you read my book, that'll give you a lot of information. But but if you go on my website, you'll see those illustrations, Diana, and it, and it will help. He uh, understand it. Did he understand it? Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. Understand it? Does he understand it? Okay.
2: Yeah, if I read the book. Oh yeah, I
0: mean, yeah. Will I oh yeah. And
2: what?
0: Yes. You'll yeah. read the book, but if you just look at the illustrations on my website, you'll understand it. I mean, it's that simple. It's just showing you the position of angels and our deceased I, loved so quickly, ones.
2: So quickly, it wasn't time to go through your stages. He, he died in a day for that's the reason I'm saying, you know, it did. Yeah, I I figured I could understand it, but putting it all in one day,
0: I, I don't know. Anyway. Great question.
2: But he's okay. Wonderful.
0: Well, oh, he's in heaven. He's great. He's around you all the time. He says you think that you smell him. Do you smell his cologne or his aftershave?
2: Sometimes I smell something, and I just attribute it to him. That's him. Like when I'm so, in the BL.
0: Yeah, that first thought that comes in your head, if you smell something, you think, oh, that's Willie. Then you're right. It's And then normally what we do is we'll question ourselves and we'll say, Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. Or that's just my imagination. No, it's that first thing that comes into your head. It's him letting you know that he's close by. But back to your question about that, that he died quickly. Everybody goes through the 12 phases of transition, Diana. It's been my experience working with thousands of families throughout the years. And if you remember that time doesn't exist in the spirit world, Times a human creation. That it's been my experience, and it is my belief as a result that we all go through these 12 phases of transition and it's how the angels and deceased ones are the configuration of how they're lined up. We can tell how close to death somebody is. And it happens whether somebody dies very instantly, like in the case of a homicide or suicide, or whether they die over a prolonged period, days, weeks, months, years. It doesn't matter because time doesn't exist in the spirit world. So hard to wrap our human brains around because we don't have a frame of reference for that. But the thing that I love the most about the 12 phases of transition is at the end of every Roman Catholic funeral, there is a prayer said called In Paradisum. And it talks about how our loved ones will will greet us with the angels. The angels and our loved ones will greet us and lead us into paradise. And so when I was writing my book, because that's what I see. I mean, I see angels in my mind's eye. I see angels and deceased loved ones. So anyways, when I was writing my book, I researched where did that prayer originate? And I learned that it began as a fifth century Gregorian chant. And I have to believe that since the beginning of time, Diana, that We've been able to see, humans have been able to see this configuration of angels and deceased loved ones surround their dying loved ones. And perhaps it took till the fifth century till somebody was well-educated enough that they could read and write, and they were able to write this down in the form of a prayer. And certainly some of the most well-educated people were men back then, and they were living in synagogues and in in, uh, monasteries. So I find that fascinating. Also, there's lots of university-based research on this topic, and one study in particular was done at the University of Buffalo, and 90% of the 1,400 dying patients that were in this study, 90% of them... Said that they were seeing deceased loved ones and the spirits of deceased pets either in visions or dreams as they were approaching death. So it's See, very, very well, well documented. You weren't with scared. them? Okay. Oh. So that's the
2: reason I'm asked about understanding it. I have nothing yeah. to apply
0: it to. Yes. What well, yeah. not they're looking? Right. Well, you may not have been able to I see them anyways, you know? but but most patients who are me. dying, if you ask them, have you seen your, your parents or any of your deceased loved ones, they'll tell you, yeah, but I just didn't say anything because I didn't want anybody to think I was nuts. And that's how that goes. So grab my book, check that out. It'll give you a lot of peace and a lot of comfort, hopefully. And in the meantime, just go on my website, AskJulieRyan.com and look at the 12 phases of transition. So I hope that helps. Thanks for calling, Diana. Alrighty, everybody, time for another quick break. When we come back, we'll see who's next, see what their question is, and see what Spirit has to say. Stay with us. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. We do this show every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. The call-in number is 667-770-1476, and the access code is 483-620-POUND. Now, this information is available on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and in the show notes. You can download the show anywhere you get your podcasts, and we're also on YouTube and Alexa. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash Julie, podcast forward slash Julie. And you also, when you leave a review, you'll be entered into a drawing for a free one-hour session with me valued at $200. And we can talk about whatever you want. We cram a lot in an hour and it's a blast we have so much fun so we can scan you medically scan your dog talk to your dead grandma do a past life thing whatever time will allow and it's really fun we just we just clip through everything so rate this forward slash julie by the way i choose a winner the first thursday of every month so next week will be the first thursday of june so get your get your uh, reviews in there Call-in details can also be found on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest, all under Ask Julie Ryan. And we post a reminder to call in the day of the show. So if you're wondering if I'm going to do a live show, which I do most weeks, handful of weeks throughout the year if I'm on vacation, I'll have a pre-recorded show with somebody fun. For you. Actually, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have a pre-recorded show, and it's going to be one of the highest ranking female executives to ever retire from the CIA. And she's going to talk about how intuition and and woo-woo came into play. She ran global operations for different divisions of the CIA and, and the intelligence community. So I think you're really going to enjoy this uh, this show when I'm not going to be able to do it live. All right, let's see what else. While you're on my website, be sure to sign up for the weekly, my weekly newsletter. It's a question somebody submitted online along with my answer. You can also schedule an appointment with me when you're there and then we'll have a whole hour to talk about whatever you want. I'm booked out a couple of months. So just the keys get on my schedule and then keep your confirmation email and check the reschedule button periodically on your confirmation email. And it will show you earlier dates and times that have opened up because oftentimes people reschedule. And a lot of times you can get in within 24 hours or 48 hours. If somebody reschedules, so do that too. So everything you need to know can be found at AskJulieRyan.com. Okay, this week, our question comes from Stephanie. And Stephanie lives in Gravois Mills, Missouri. And she says, Hi, Julie, I just got your book. And I'm super, super excited to start reading it. I'm also considering enrolling in your class. Here's a question I hope you can answer that I may be able to positively interpret my loved one's passing. During transition, after weeks of lingering, two people were together in the deathbed. The visitor had her hands beneath the dying person as in a gentle cradle position, praying for this person to find peace, and the prayer repeats itself, almost becomes a chant. Suddenly, a euphoria overcame the person praying, and by now... The family had joined in behind her, and they're all praying together. Next, the dying woman opened her eyes and looked straight into the eyes of the one holding her. At that moment, there was a sudden burst of energy through the holder's head, abdomen, arms, and hands, and the dying person was gone. The visiting woman fell over as the passage of energy literally racked right through her like a bolt of electricity, and then it was all over. Can you explain what happened? Thanks, Stephanie. I thought that was a great question. So here's my response. Hi, Stephanie. Wow. What an experience that must have been for you and all of those present most of us understand the concept that everything, including our bodies, is made of energy. Furthermore, given, as Einstein so eloquently put it, quote, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be changed from one form to another, end quote. Most of us have heard that that uh, statement from Einstein. And I think he may have poached it from somebody else, actually, but it works. I went on to say the dying person's energy, in parentheses, spirit, had to go somewhere when it transitioned. In their research paper, Energy Field Changes, Approaching and During the Death Experience, authors Susan Peck, Ph.D., Gail Course, and Der Lu, Ph.D., state, quote, the concept of the presence of electromagnetic fields underlying the pattern and organization of biological systems is not new and has been a basic tenet of medical systems, such as traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine, for centuries, end quote. The researchers went on to say, quote, Consistent with reports in the literature, patterns of changes in the biofield observed during the dying process included the biofield decreasing in size and intensity from the feet upward and chakras closing or reducing activity from the root to the crown. That's that's like from the bottom to the top, the crown being the top of the head. As the person moves moved closer to death, the energy field moved up and outward from the crown with death, end quote. That's what I see when I'm witnessing somebody who's dying either to either remotely or in person is the spirit exits through the top of the head. And, uh, and so that's what this research is finding as well. I went on to say, based on your account, since your friend's hand was connected to the dying person's body, she was able to feel when their spirit left their body. I believe the dying person's energy engulfed a space, including an adjacent to their body, and your friend happened to be in that space. In phase nine of what I describe as the 12 phases of transition, a vortex forms above the dying person's head and assists their spirit in exiting their body. It reminds me of this this really powerful suction feeling. And it reminds me of being in the car wash when you stay in the car and you get to the end of the car wash and they turn on the dryers and it starts sucking all the water off your car. That's what it feels like to me when somebody is, is uh, their spirit is separating from their body. This vortex that's formed above their head helps separate the spirit from the body. And it, it that's illustrated in my 12 phases of transition again on my website. I went on to say it's been my experience. This vortex has an upward pull, is normally very powerful, and can differ in strength with each person's death experience. In addition, many of us have experienced the vibration generated from fervent prayer or musical worship in a group of people. Chanting, gospel, and other genres of music have created a sometimes euphoric feeling among participants since the beginning of time. I believe your friend was able to feel the power of prayer in the vortex as their loved one passed. This all seems like an amazing parting gift from the person who died, one that validates the quote, we're all made of energy concept for your friend the others present, and all who read or hear this story. For more information about how our spirit leaves our body at the end of our life, please read or listen to my book, Angelic Attendance, what really happens as we transition from this life into the next. I thought that was a great question, which is why I chose it for this week. And Back to the university-based research, that's corroborating what I'm seeing. I I always say I love it when science catches up with woo-woo. I think the woo-woo has been around a lot longer than the science has. But most of us have been in a situation where music or prayer can give us a feeling of euphoria. It brings to mind the movie A Preacher's Wife, the late Penny Marshall, was the director of that movie, and Whitney Houston was in it, and her mom, CeCe Winans, was in the movie, and Denzel Washington, if you haven't seen it, it's really a fun movie to watch, especially during the holidays, because it takes place during Christmas time. But I remember Penny Marshall talking about how she's Jewish, and was she was Jewish and was raised Jewish, and when she was filming that movie, they were doing gospel music, because that was the whole part of the script was they were in a a black Baptist church and the music was just fantastic. And I heard her in a couple of interviews and she said while they were filming that the energy in the room was so intense that when they were singing the, the gospel music that she would yell cut and they wouldn't even pay attention to her. She said they'd go on like for another half an hour or longer till the song was finished. And she said she never experienced anything quite like that before. So that that always comes to mind when I think of music and, and certainly, uh, you know, all the classical music. I got to go to the symphony last week and it was Beethoven's Ninth, which is the Ode to Joy. And they had four opera singers that were there doing the lead parts and then they had the symphony chorus and oh my god the vibe in that concert hall was just fantastic so i believe that was that's what was going on stephanie and and thanks for submitting that question okay let's go back to the phones and our next caller is renee hi renee
3: hey julie how are you
2: there you are i'm well how are you Good, thank you. Good, thank you. Um, well, I was calling, I was going to see if you could try to help us. Our three-year-old dog, Phoebe, is acting perfectly healthy um, and had a well-dog pickup. And just from that, she has elevated liver um, markers so that they can't figure out what it is. And they're, oh um, you know, put her on some
0: medicine, did some um renee i'm gonna hold you over for the break we need to take a quick one when we come back we'll see what's going on with phoebe stay with us everybody you're listening to the ask julie ryan show and we'll be right back Hey, Renee, where are you located? I'm in Nashville. Okay, terrific. So, what's going on with Phoebe? She went to the doctor and she has elevated liver enzymes, you said.
2: Right, and they can't figure out where it's coming from. And um, so, and um, she has to have an ultrasound, but apparently, they're hard to get an ultrasound for dogs or something, so she can't have one for three weeks. And there. Um she put her on some kind of medicine for a month that she said maybe she ate like something weird in the yard. That didn't work. It actually got worse. Mm-hmm. Um so we're just you know, she's trying to the vet just cannot
0: figure out what's going on. What kind of dog is she, Renee?
2: She's a coton d'utelier, which are little white, beautiful dogs, like thirteen pounds. Kinda looks like a Maltese, but
0: cheater. <laughs> my goodness that's a mouthful i would not even i would not even attempt to try mm-hmm. and smell that breed goodness okay what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna connect into you energetically and then i'm gonna connect from you to phoebe i love her name so here we go i'm just shooting up just shooting straight up i-65 from birmingham to nashville and uh Gonna get it up there. Got you. Okay. From you to Phoebe. Phoebe, what is going on? What are you? Do you have a lawn service or an exterminator that comes and sprays in your home? One or the other? Um,
2: not in my home. Not in my home. Um, We do use like a flea and tick or. Mosquito or whatever, but they're all nat- supposedly all natural sprayers outside.
0: Mm-hmm. How about for the lawn um, chemicals? I have, do you-
2: um, no, I won't let them use any chemicals in my yard.
1: Okay,
2: um, but I will say we have a vacation home, and I do know I told them not to use Roundup and this kind of stuff, but I think they did because I saw the containers. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's what know. I'm
0: seeing. She's gotten into something. I agree with the vet on that. She looks like when I see somebody that's ingested somebody or an animal that's ingested some chemicals that are toxic, their their blood values. They I see these cells that have a red spot inside of them. And I, I believe it's mast cell. You may have heard of a mast cell reaction, M-A-S-T, mm-hmm. mast cell reaction, which is just like a heightened immune response. And that's what I'm seeing with her. So what I'm doing is I'm doing a, I'm, I'm giving her liver a tune up right now. There's a spiral of energy that's spinning in her liver and it's just getting rid of all the toxins and stuff. She, she got into something. And it's some kind of chemicals I get, it has to do with some lawn chemicals or that's why I was asking a lot of people have exterminators come spray inside their house. And sometimes those chemicals are just Mm -hmm. really, really nasty. And, and what happens is the dogs and our pets will get them on their feet and then they lick their feet and then they ingest them. Not to mention they'll, they'll breathe them. So what you may want to do in the short run, Renee, is get some unscented hypoallergenic baby wipes and wipe off her feet after she's gone for a walk or been outside, and that can help minimize Mm -hmm. what she's exposed to and what she's ingesting.
2: Okay. Is there anything else that you could see that's like a natural, you know, homeopathic Kill or drop or I don't know anything that would kind of calm that down
0: I'm getting lots of purified water the healing that I'm watching on her is really going to help her clear that she's going to be fine I I, it's fine she's gonna be just fine yeah she's gonna be fine
2: I hope so we just had to put her 16 year old sister down last week that's been terrible oh
0: yeah oh I'm so sorry I know Oh, goodness.
2: Well, thank okay. you so much. I appreciate You're that. You're welcome.
0: You know, um, hope, okay, hope she feels you. better. Okay. Thanks for calling, Renee. Take Zach care. that
2: totally fine. She doesn't act sick at all. Yeah. Thank you. Good. Okay. She's going
0: to be fine. She's going to be fine. She's just She just needs a little tune-up. But I, I would wipe off her feet. That seems to help a lot. And then go from there. All righty. Thanks for calling. Take care. Okay. Let's go to Vicki next. Hi, Vicki.
5: Hi. Hi, Julie. How are you?
0: I'm terrific. How are you doing? I'm good. I really enjoy your show. Well, thank you. Thank you for calling in this evening. Where are you located?
2: Um, San Carlos, California.
0: Oh, beautiful. Terrific. Well, you got a question for me?
2: Yeah, I'm calling in regards to my kitty, Luna. Um... She's uh she's about five years old and she has feline herpes. So oh her right ear all, always seems to bother her. Mm-hmm. Um and so I was wondering if you could connect to her and maybe give her a little energetic healing and see just exactly what the issue
0: is. Is it just
2: yeah. is she always gonna suffer like this? Mm-hmm.
0: Does she have sores in her ears, Vicki, or it just seems to itch and, and be inflamed and bother her?
2: One ear is, her left ear is pretty clear. Her right ear always seems to have wax buildup continuously, and mm-hmm. I was told from an ear specialist a couple years back that it was, the cause was because she has the feline herpes, um, that it just, it affects her, her ears.
0: Okay. All right. What I'm going to do is connect to you, get her on my radar from you. So imagine a laser beam is going to hook into you and from you into your cat Luna. Here we go. Comes my laser beam from sweet home, Alabama, heading out to the left coast. All right. Got you. Got Luna. (laughs) What I'm going to do is I, I do this with humans all the time, this healing, I. It's spirit working through me and with me, of course, when I say I. So I'm lasering the herpes virus in her body, and it looks like, they look like little parameciums, like little wormy things, and it kills them, and then it leaves their <laughs> carcass, and then I'm sucking out their carcass, carcasses. I don't know what the plural of carcass is. Is it carci? I don't know. But anyways, hopefully that'll help. <laughs> I'll work with her on the break, too. So thanks for calling in. Hope she feels better. Stay with us, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Sandra next. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. So stay with us.
1: Here is today's top automotive tech story. I'm Nick Miles. Nissan has shared details of how its Canton Vehicle Assembly plant will become a center for U.S. EV production. The investment for EV production will total $500 million, preserving and upskilling nearly 2,000 jobs, with production expected to begin in 2025. For more automotive tech news, go to testmiles.com.
0: These may be uncertain times, but what is certain is that every family needs a reliable thermometer. Protect your family with the Exergen Temporal Scanner, the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, physicians, and clinics. Stay safe with Exergen.
4: You're listening to the Multi-Format Network. Find us online, facebook.com slash multi network, or send a message to Manager at gmail.com.
0: Sandra on the line. Hi, Sandra. Hello, hello from lovely Michigan. Michigan. Terrific. What's going on up there?
2: Oh, the weather is going back and forth, up and down, and I have a scratchy voice and sinuses that have um, really just turned my world inside out. I cannot believe how much mucus can go out of the body, but anyways, um, so I'm, I'm talking about that. I've been to the doctor twice, and they did a, um, a chest x-ray, and they found um, something to the left a little bit cloudy, and she was concerned about it, but she said um, that could be all related to this sinus problem that I'm having, and as I'm talking, my restless leg syndrome is yelling over it,
0: so take your package <laughs> well thanks you give me you give me such interesting things to zap on all right let me see let me see what I can do when I connect it to you let's just uh, see where the energy goes and then we'll take it from there thank you and here we thank go thank you I'm going to be it would be my restless leg syndrome yeah that'll just it's, it's kind of like your your uh, chasing rabbits like the dogs do right when they're asleep and they they look like they're they're both. Oh, you around. know,
2: as soon as you rest, as soon as you sit down in my favorite chair, that's when they start to jump.
0: Oh gosh. It's not
2: funny at all.
0: I'm sorry. Oh. You're oh, not chasing okay. rabbits. I got medicine for it. Odd purpose. Okay. No. All right. So got that. Chasing <laughs> rabbits like a like a dog does that. <laughs> right. Right. That's what we used to say. That that dog's chasing rabbits in his sleep. All right, got you shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head. It's going to your brain first, Sandra. And what I was talking about earlier, I believe it was Eve who called earlier and she was having some tremors, restless legs are just kind of along that, that family, you know, of tremors and body movements that aren't, aren't necessarily something that you want to have. So they they feel uncontrollable from people with whom I I've worked and I know a couple of people that have had that. I know there's medication for it, but I don't know how effective it is. So I'm in your brain. Uh, it puts you to sleep, basically. Does it? Okay. And I'm yeah. scooping out the scar tissue that I'm seeing in your brain. Have you been in a car accident? Were you an athlete? Have you fallen? What? Even if you didn't hit No, your head, I had. Um, no, I've had back surgery, a hip replacement,
5: two knee replacements, and wow. I had a terrible
2: bowel number, plantar's wart, mm-hmm. and you took care of those
0: for me. Mm. Well, there you go. All right. Well, you sound like the bionic woman here with all those new No, I care after my
2: mother, but um,
0: the brain, huh? Where maybe you were you you were in a minor car accident where you were rear ended or something and you just didn't even pay any attention to it. You've got some scar tissue in your brain, so I've scooped it out. I've used stem cell energy to to regenerate that brain matter. I would say I think we're we're increasing your IQ by a few points. So if your family and friends think you're smarter, it's probably because you are. What the heck? It's a nice byproduct, right? It's a side effect of this healing. Oh, it worth the call. <laughs> exactly. So I've got that going on. So the your neural pathways, those are those little laser beams I I described earlier. They look like they're part of a security system in a museum. If you've ever seen a like a art heist movie where they've got those laser beams that the criminals have to get through to steal the paintings or jewelry or whatever they're right, stealing. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, Oceans Eleven was a good one. Exactly. Exactly. The Thomas Crown Affair is my one of my favorites too. That movie with we'll have Pierce to look Brosnan at that one. And, and Renee Russo. Pierce Brosnan's such a babe. I mean, you know, he's fun. Look at it just looking at him for two hours. Uh, <laughs> so I said that the other night. We watched <laughs> We watched Operation Mincemeat on Netflix with Colin Firth. It's really good. If you haven't seen it, it's it's a real like spy thing that was going on during World War Two. And I I told Tim, my husband, I go, well, it's Colin Firth. I mean, you know, he's a babe. He's fun to he's fun to watch for two hours. And Tim, God goddamn awesome. just rolls his eyes. What's that? What was it again? What was the movie? It's called Operation Mincemeat. And that was the really okay Yeah, it was when Churchill was the prime minister. It's really good. Really good. Anyways, I digress. Mm-hmm. I've been talking, you know, we're girls. We can multitask. It's a superpower of the female species. <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting, I got the scar tissue out of your head. Got that going on. What I'm doing is I'm sucking out the snot out of your sinuses. Get a neti pot or some kind of sinus rinse and rinse that snot out of there. It. Yeah, use it a couple times a day, and um, and then I'm looking at your lungs. The energy went to your left lung, Sandra, so I'm sucking yeah. that out. Yeah, I, eh, I, I'm not seeing pneumonia, but I think you're probably on the verge of bronchitis. So I've put antibiotic energy in there. Antibiotic energy, Sandra, looks like, um, uh, like a fuchsia color more pink than purple, and so your lungs are covered in fuchsia energy, and that's antibiotic energy, so that will help with that. I, I would do the met, neti pot, up your vitamin C and zinc. Do you take vitamin C and zinc now? Yes.
5: Okay. I have been for about a month now. As soon as it started, right. I, I went on it. and uh, yeah. The neti pot, I kind of stopped doing that um, about a week ago.
0: Do that because you want to do that a couple times a day, because if that snot isn't in there, it can't get infected if you can rinse it out. So do that. If you don't if you don't like the neti pot, there are other ones that are that are motorized that you could use. They use batteries and they'll get that snot out of there in no time. But vitamin C, I want you to take a thousand milligrams of C, fifty of zinc three times a day. And try and get oh. buffered C, Sandra. Like Esther c is my favorite Esther c e-s-t-e-r leave the h out like Esther, the woman's name e-s-t-e-r c right yeah thousand milligrams 50 of zinc what what those do in combination c is just a huge immune booster and then the zinc and the c together help viruses from replicating so you want to take those three times a day till you feel better and um Three times a day. You. Gotcha. Help you a lot. Okay. All right. I hope that helps. I'll get some tomorrow. Thank you, all honey. Well. Okay. Take care. Hope you feel better. Will. Bye. All righty. Let's go to Elizabeth next. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm terrific. How are you doing? Um, not too good, but that's why I'm calling you. <laughs> Uh-oh. Where are you located?
5: I live in Southern California. It's about an hour away from LA. It's actually pretty close to um where Jose, a farmer caller, uh, was living.
0: Oh, so, terrific. Okay. On <laughs> All right. Well, what's going on that you're not so well? Um, well, I
5: I've been ill uh, for about the last twenty five years. It's it's almost like Everything keeps going wrong with my body, and as soon as I get over one thing or one thing kind of dies down, something else comes up, um, I'm not able to work consistently, and I know that I have, there's things I want to do on my life path, so it's causing me stress, you know, not to be able to do those things I want to do. Um mm-hmm. And I do know there are several things wrong with me, so I'm kind of aware of what's wrong with me at this time. And I was just given medication, which I've avoided medication for uh, 56 years. Um, but I guess my question is, do you see like an underlying cause of what might be contributing to these illnesses? Um, and also, do you feel like this medication would be good for me?
0: I went ahead and got you on my radar just for time's sake. Elizabeth, you've had mold exposure. Where's the mold? Is it in your home? Is it in your office? Where? Where's the mold?
5: I think the mold's in my home. I asked them to remove it, but I don't think they did. Mm-hmm. I did see some mold in the kitchen mm-hmm. and in the bathroom. And I, as mm-hmm. far as I know, they painted over it. But I was yeah. sick before I moved in here too. I know that's not helping
0: though. Well, and you could have you could have been exposed to mold before, but when I got you on my radar I could see mold. You've got quite a bit of exposure. Uh, and and it, when you go to uh, Michael's the craft store, you know, they have those sheets of moss uh, that you can buy to use in a flower arrangement or something. That's what this looks like there. It's not uh, solid, but you've you've got quite a bit couple of things. There's a doctor in San Diego and um, his name's Neil Nathan. Dr. Neil Nathan. If you Google him, there are, are lots of YouTube videos of his work. He's really terrific on clearing mold out of the body. And I would you can you can get his books, but it's just like a shortcut to watch an interview with him. Most most people that are on a book tour, you get the gist of what they're doing, and then you can buy the book for reference. But Neil Nathan M D can help you. And then I would get what's called an ERMI test, E R M I test Elizabeth do it in your home you can get it at the home Depot you can get it online and then give that to your landlord and uh, and that that will be proof that you got a mold issue that needs to be addressed that that'll help a lot so I, I hope you feel better I've removed the mold from your system in the short run consider doing a full hour with me and we can do a deep dive so consider doing an appointment when we come back, Brooke is next, so we'll see what Brooke has to say. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. We've got Brooke on the line. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Julie. I'm taking you back to Michigan. <laughs> okay. Well, that for you know, for uh, an Ohio girl and graduate of the Ohio State University. Right. All right. right I'll, on I'll, I'll the let it slide this one time.
2: Okay, appreciate it.
0: Appreciate
2: uh, it. So, over where land, in Michigan
0: are you? Um,
2: oh, in Grozille, which is like southeastern Michigan, southeastern
0: okay. between Detroit, Detroit and Toledo. Traffic. Oh, yeah, Toledo. Yeah. gotcha. Okay, great. When um, I was growing up, we used to call land, Toledo Toodly Do, Toodly Do, Ohio. Ooh. I don't know where that name came from. Not I don't much know going on know.
2: there, I don't think. <laughs> Toodly, I've never heard.
0: Truly do? Yeah, yeah. do yeah, yeah, well you got a question for me? okay, I do.
2: um my family's been going through like significant transitions, lots of changes for us, and I'm working on speaking my truth over the last maybe year and a half, and oh. I'm looking for direction for my guide
0: um, to help with my highest good. maybe okay.
5: more specifically on a career path.
0: Is that what you're interested in? If you Are you considering a couple of career paths and you'd like their input on that?
2: Well, I would like input on a lot of things, but I think that's something that I'm looking for balance on. My life just seems a little out of balance right now, and I kind of feel like I don't know if it's pressure from someone else or it's my own pressure that I'm putting on that I should be working. Um, I haven't been working in the last year.
0: Okay. All right. Your spirit guides are all around you. When when we talk about spirit guides, they show up and they look like they're in a horseshoe behind you, Brooke, mm-hmm. and they all show up and to me, they appear to me as looking like versions of father time. Think of Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movie or Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings movies. And then they morph into whatever they look like when we talk to them individually but what I like to say when we're talking about career path is, if you were a trust fund baby and money was not an issue, you never had to worry about money, you had more money than you could spend throughout the rest of your life, what would you do for fun? Mm-hmm. Okay. What would you do? Well, same.
2: I There's so many things I'm
0: interested in. What's the first thing that comes to your head? Interested. First thing? Fun. <laughs> um, fun is what comes
2: to my head. Like, okay, how would you I love have fun? when I when I? Well, I think a lot of ways. I, I I would love to be doing exactly the type of work you're doing in helping healing people, um, in an easy, simplistic way. I feel like healing should be easy and simple. Yeah, um, and I, I, but part of my big holdback there is that. As much as I'm in love with woo-woo and near-death experiences and energy, it's really foreign to my husband.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it's foreign to most people, you know. I mean, that was the thing I had to get over was, God, people are just going to think I'm nuts. And I, you know, I had to. Yeah, I don't have a problem with what what people think about me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it's more the relationship. So you take a step at a time. What you do is you you look into things and you find, I'm always quoting research that corroborates what I'm getting, you know, with the woo-woo stuff. What happens when somebody's dying? There's lots of research. There's lots of research being done at big universities, University of Minnesota, University of Arizona, Buffalo, Ohio State, lots of them. And most Nursing programs teach Reiki now throughout the country. My daughter in law, who's a veterinarian, was taught Reiki as a vet in veterinary school to do energy healing on pets. Yeah. More and more is coming. So if you just take that it, first step, it, it, Brooke, it, 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 and you you start looking up things, you're gonna be led step by step by step. Consider taking my class. My new online self-paced training, hopefully we're gonna release next week. Um, we're We're down in the beta testing stage, but my big class, which is in person on Zoom, consider taking that that will give you lots of skill sets and it's a blast and and then just Take it a step at a time. I think when we think too far in advance, we get paralyzed with fear because there's no way we can know what an outcome is because there are too many variables that come in to, to affect an outcome that are all part of the equation. So, yeah, you'll be led. Trust that you'll be led step by step and and it will unfold that's perfectly. The thing I trust in signs.
2: I, I trust in signs so much, but I almost feel like it's too much
5: too, um,
2: like, as if they're everywhere. And I know people say there is, but I mean, it's it's almost all-consuming to me, and I, it's almost too much for me.
0: So if it's too much, what does that mean? What's the worst thing that can happen if it's too much? Is it going to kill you in the next two minutes? Use my two-minute
2: rule. Well, because it's contradictory, because they're kind of contra- contradictory. So, like, you know, I will see something, and it will lead me in one direction, and I think that's a lesson for me. And then and then immediately it's kind of like something that might say, but trust your sign that you've been given. Um, so I'm I just feel like I'm really working on trusting myself and the universe. Yeah, and sure.
0: Great. Great. So here's the technique. Have you heard me talk about the two minute rule? When you have a feeling that comes in, you know, all thoughts originate in the ethers. Every thought has its own frequency. So if you have a thought that feels neutral or good, that's true. If you have a thought that feels badly, that's your internal GPS going, hey, girl, check this out. You know, is this a real fear? or Is it a fake fear? Most things that feel badly are fake. Anything that feels bad is based in fear. It can be a real fear or a fake fear. So check it out. Here's how you do it. When you have a feeling that feels better, you just ask, is this going to kill me in the next two minutes? It's a yes or no answer. If it's yes, change the conditions. Get out of the road before the truck runs you over. If the answer is no, you know that's a limiting belief that's false based in an irrational fear that's false. And then you can take a step forward. And you can go, okay, this is false. You disprove it. A lot of times you're going to laugh because you're going to say, oh, for God's sakes, no, it's not going to kill me if I eat this donut this morning, and and then you move to the next place where you're led. It's really that simple. So you the fact that you're being led in a lot of different directions is really good because it's kind of like when babies start to get mobile, you know, what do they do? They crawl, they find a toy, they look at it, they smell it, they bite it, they feel it, they throw it, and then they're on to the next thing. So, you're absorbing what you're supposed to absorb, and you're on to the next thing. So, you're being led. Just follow it. Perfect. It's all good. Perfect. Perfect. And use the okay. two minute rule. Get it. Use the two minute okay. rule. Will do. It'll help you. Okay. Be sure to follow Julie on
1: Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan, and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. Amen.